Hey there, welcome to Science Fiction. My name is Salim Soderwala, and as always, I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Carl Ames. Carl, how are you doing today? Um, I'm okay, just doing all right. Didn't really get to do much in this beautiful heat wave that we have today, but uh, been enjoying it all week. How about what's going on on your side? You're good. This has been uh, hanging out. Uh, with friends, working, staying uh, active, all of the above. I've uh, I've decided to keep continue watching Ultimate Spider-Man to finish that. Um, they do a they do a Spider Verse uh, episodes. That's kind of interesting. Um, they have like they have uh, Spider Girl. Spider Pam, Spider Noir, um, Spider Twenty Ninety Nine, Miles Morales. Um, yeah. So I don't know if there's another one. I'm on. A, I'm on part three so far. There's a part four. So, so we'll see what happens with that one. But yeah, I'm. I'm finishing that through and. I think there's like one more season left after this one. So we'll see how it ends. Um, it's kind of itching for their uh, MCU Spider-Man that comes out next. So uh, whenever that comes out, I'm going to be watching that a lot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all I've been doing, man. Nothing nothing crazy at all for me. Um, yeah, that's about it. Alrighty then. Well, we got uh, a lot to talk about today uh, on science fiction. We've got some fast flicks. We've got actually two movies. Uh, well, not two movies, but two video game related properties. So we can call this the video game episode. We're going to talk about uh, Super Mario Brothers movie that came out last week. And uh, The Last of Us, which is a HBO Max series, original series. Uh, started in January and wrapped up about a month ago. 
Uh, so we're just going to cover both of those today. Um, I am your resident video game person, so I have played games from both of these franchises. So I have the personal perspective where Salim has, well, I don't know about your Mario experience, but I know you haven't played The Last of Us. Oh, yeah, Mario. Right? Mario. Mario. Yeah, I mean, I mean but like, it's mostly playing when it's like Xbox and I played Xbox and stuff, but I I really didn't get deep into that stuff. But like Mario, it's Nintendo. It's yeah, I played a ton of Mario. Alrighty, well we'll go ahead and get right so, into it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so the first fast fast flick, if you want to go ahead and play the video. So the first one is looks like the penguin is in production. Uh, there is a teaser um, for that. I think you had uh, linked here. Um, did you wanna? Yeah. Go ahead and play that. This. This is one of those moments. You gotta ask yourself. What kind of life do I want? The world ain't built for guys like us. That's why we gotta take whatever we decide as ours. Those combine falcons right in. Try to push me out. You ain't seen what I can do. Step out of line, even once. I'll get you like a goddamn fish. Can you imagine the people saying my name on the streets after you're gone? That would mean something. <laughs> the new King Pentagon. There's a trailer for the penguin. Um, yeah, they're they're digging into the um, mafia style penguin. Uh, it's, uh, that's what they're going with. It looks like with his rise to now. This is supposed to be like between, um, like after the uh, first Batman, right? Like, right uh, between that and like the movie and what's is basically what he's going to be doing to take over uh, Falcone's. Because since he's gone, Falcone's gone. So now he's going to try to take over uh, the crime, become like the the Don or whatever of Gotham's underground uh, crime or mafia or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously they don't, you, they give you some good. They give you clips and uh, uh, about and then in the in the trailer, but not a whole lot else in there. But what are your thoughts generally after watching that? Yeah, it's not a terribly exciting trailer, but it like it still looks like it's a show worth watching. Um, just mm-hmm. to continue on with the Batman 
you know, because it was such a good movie. You know, Colin Farrell was really great as uh, a penguin. And it'll be interesting to see what they do in this. Like, obviously, he's going to be trying to be the kingpin of Gotham, as he said. But, like, what? How significant, how significant is this movie going to be towards the movie? And where will they continue to build from here? Because uh, we already know that they're doing, like, multiple series for which by the way quick they rebranded from hbo max to max now so it is uh, a max mm-hmm. series uh coming sometime next year um so it'll be interesting to see what they do with other properties in that regard uh which by the way i don't think did we even talk about it? maybe i forgot to put it on there that the or maybe it was just a rumor um that the next Batman movie is supposed to feature um, Clayface. I think he's supposed to be. Oh, like, no, uh, I didn't. Yeah, I think he's the main nice. villain or in a very, very least, he's going to be in the movie. All right. So they're see that. Good. They're they're bringing in the uh, the mystic parts of of the comic workers like they're not keeping it just like like the way that dark uh the Christopher Nolan series was taking away from like the like the supernatural side of it. So that's good. Um that, that'd be cool. I mean Clayface is a pretty big he's not like one of Batman's biggest villains obviously. Um so I, maybe it won't be Clayface alone. Um, yeah, I don't I don't I can't remember if he's the main villain or if he's just gonna be in the movie with someone else kind of i kind of compare him maybe it's not ex- the exact comparison but kind of like sandman to uh and, and, and the level of villain that he is and and spider-man uh i feel like they're comparable so like he would be good as a as a, a major villain for sure but like i don't know if he would be the only one like that I'd imagine there's somebody else, um, and maybe like the penguin will be back, and he'll be like more control of like the mob or whatever, and and he'll be he'll be there as far as trying to uh, direct Clayface or hire Clayface or something like that to take out the Batman or something something like that. I'd maybe just kind of spitballing there, but. Yeah. yeah, I'd imagine he'd be more using Clayface's shape-shifting abilities, like he's going to be, um, you know, transforming into other people, like taking their place and stuff like that, uh, which you would do, which, again, like he wouldn't be the main villain, just like Chameleon, Chameleon and Spider-Man is never usually the, the main, because he's not much of a threat, he's just like doing stuff in the background and you don't know because he's in disguise and then all of a sudden he's exposed and you take him down clayface a lot more powerful than chameleon but still like uh when you get to that point then you can have a big fight with with clayface and and show off some some cool visual effects and figure out how to take him down stuff like that yeah yep yeah so that'd be interesting um any final thoughts on the penguin stuff that'll do it all right, so the next uh, fast flick. I mean, we kind of talked about this last week, um, but they've they've said that so they're they're bringing back Morena Bakren um, and Stefan uh, Kapisic uh, to return as Vanessa and Colossus. 
So obviously we knew about the Vanessa part because um, we discussed well, it. Last week it was more they were just talking. So this is they're officially in now. Um, like they're yeah. uh, they're um, just negotiating the contracts and stuff. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So she's she's being back brought back, and he's going to be Colossus uh, as Colossus. He was Colossus, obviously, in the first one. Um, yeah. I mean, like we we really don't know. We still don't know anything about this movie, obviously, since they're still filming it. Um, we'll find out. Like, I mean, we still we like I think like wasn't there like rumors that they were they were doing something similar to Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, like something like that. But then I'm not sure. I thought that was like a rumor, but that was never confirmed or anything like that. Um, because he does go to the different universe and starts slicing and dicing but i don't know i don't know what yeah like it'll be interesting to see what they do uh we'll see what other characters they bring back as far as the uh, fox universe uh, x-men are concerned uh it will be interesting if they add any more as they keep uh, making announcements here but yeah any thoughts on on these two uh like i liked colossus and uh in the in the first step to deadpool it was kind of a funny small side character yeah so not x-men or mutants or whatever but um already confirmed by ryan reynolds that karen sony uh, and leslie uggins uggams are coming back as dopender and blind owl so they were in the previous movies so they'll be back as well as vanessa and colossus so um there's some other cast members. I'm not familiar with them and they don't exactly have a role yet, but uh, at least not publicly displayed, but in the very least um, there'll be more news on this movie uh, as it comes out. But like you said, we don't really know. Uh, we just know Wolverine's in it. That's, you know, Luke, Hugh Jackman's coming back. Um, so that's the big name. But other than that, what exactly they're going to do, uh, we don't know. Yeah. Um, any profits there before we move on? That's it, yeah. All right. Uh, next fast flick is uh, they released the trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, so we'll go ahead and play that uh, real quick and then we'll get our thoughts on it. I'm retiring. Well, in that case, what are we drinking? Same for the goddaughter. Dad told me you found something on a train during the war. A dial that could change the course of history. Why are you chasing the thing that drove your father crazy? Don't move. We need to get out of here. Stop! Sorry. Helena! Dr. Jones, get him. Hitler made mistakes. And with this, I will correct them all. You stole it. Then you stole it. 
and then I stole it. It's called capitalism. This way! Ah, sorry. But I've been looking for this all my life. That was the trailer for Dial of Destiny. Um yeah, there's a lot of movies coming out that are going to be in the theater all the time, I feel like. <laughs> like yeah, every week, I'm going to be in the theater. Week, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, it's a fun trailer. There's a lot of CGI with uh, getting him look like a younger, his younger self. Even like, I feel like even like an older Indiana Jones has been CGI a little bit to make him look not as old, like maybe a little younger. Um, in certain scenes, it looked like it felt like, uh, but um, or maybe just this my screen was being goofy, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, the as it has the Indiana Jones feel to the trailer, uh, it should be interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch it when it's in theater. So, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I concur. Uh, I don't know. Um... I still don't know like anything personally about Indiana Jones, so I'm gonna do my best to try to watch um, the movies because there's a, I still don't think they're on Disney Plus or anything else that's like subscription based. So I have to like rent them uh, to watch them, so I can actually get caught up on what's what's going on with the series because I have no idea. Uh, but I am interested, and uh, yeah, like this the de aging tech that they have is still really good, like the last teaser trailer i was like is that footage from the old movies or is this new because i couldn't tell and like yeah it looks really 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 good so um i I assume it's not going to be a lot of scenes like that but they're throwing that in there just kind of a flex i think uh just like yeah we can we can make them look like young indy and uh yeah I'm, i'm interested in seeing uh uh what this is all about and it looks and you know again he's he can't do too many stunt work sort of things so i do see like in this trailer he's not like not exactly moving around a whole bunch um and then obviously a stunt man is doing any kind of more extensive stunts for harrison ford but uh yeah i, I still think it'll be a cool movie i'm like i'm actually more looking forward to binging all of these older ones to see how he moves about in those yeah, the older ones are really fun. Um, the Caliph one didn't do much. Um, it wasn't too good, but I don't know how relevant that one will be to this one. So uh, I don't know how important it will be for you to watch that. I'll check it out if you are anyways. Like if you're checking them all out, might as well. Uh, just in case so you don't miss out on anything. Just in case they do drop some stuff about that one. I know, I think they might passingly mention um, 
child of character who's supposed to be his son, because uh, that's who he is in the in, in the in that movie. Um, and obviously he's he's not in this, so uh, it's interesting that they didn't even re they didn't just recast him instead of just said, "Nah, we're just not going to have you in this character in here in general." So that's interesting as well. But yeah, it should be like I said, it should be a fun movie. I'll we'll, excited to check it out in a couple of months when it's in theaters um any final thoughts there get move on uh talk about some uh, uh dc's creature commandos uh we got a yeah, full yeah. On... So the full cast of Go yes ahead. the full cast was uh released of of dc's creature commandos is that one of the movies uh, not movie, sorry, it's going to be a show, correct? Uh, that's going that's to right. be a vo uh, cartoon, and it's going to be uh, voiced actors uh, playing, doing these uh, characters. And so they they released a full one, obviously. I think one of them was Sean Gunn, uh, 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 James Gunn's brother, uh, who's obviously in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He's going to be the weasel, um, joined by other stuff like that. So I, saw, I saw Rick Flagg Sr., um, played by uh, Frank Grillo, um, Maria Baklova as Princess Ilana Rostov. Uh, there's a few other characters in here. Uh, I think Alan Trudek, uh, Tudek plays Dr. Phosphorus. Uh, Dave Harbour is in his too, as was Eric Frankenstein. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of uh, uh, characters listed as well. I think I didn't, I didn't get the full list. Did you have the full list? Yeah, it's um, as well as Steve Ag is coming back as John Economo, so he'll be there. Um, just to note that if, again, Weasel Sean Gunn is being voiced by Weasel, the Suicide Squad movie. Weasel was in that movie, and that was also Sean Gunn. So just like uh, James Gunn said in that big uh, announcement that they were going to try to have the the voice actors for this show also play the live-action versions of these characters when they show up in the future. Right. Um, it looks like Sean Gunn also is a GI robot. Um, he's going to be uh also voicing that so he's gonna do like a two for uh i guess i don't think the camera weasel doesn't have lines right he just has uh probably just makes random noises so maybe that's sean gun i don't know if actually um, words in words. the suicide squad movie i don't remember, I remember. Him having like actual words but he um you know like make noises and stuff and yeah right cannon right fodder. um yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, well, he actually remember, he I didn't mean, die. Remember, he yeah, he didn't die in that movie. No, 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 he didn't. Like he, they think he's dead, but right. he's actually in the end. He show him he, he's actually alive. Um, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's fun. Like you know, it should be fun. it should be interesting. I don't know a lot about the, the cartoon itself or like the characters itself. Uh, that part of DC uh, or the creature commandos in general, I should say um i'm guessing it's pretty similar to like uh the uh marvel where they have the um 
they have like they have like similar like a monsters uh squad because like werewolf by night's part of that group uh with a couple other characters um i think hulk is part of that um some stuff can't remember on top of my head um but yeah it should be it should be interesting for sure um any other final thoughts there as we get into our, or should we get to our final uh two main two uh shows or things topic of discussion well, well we have uh the trailer for the marvels uh the dropped was that yesterday the day before oh yeah yeah that's right that's right i totally i had a I had a brain fart there my bad yeah so the marvels trailer we have that that drop on the ninth um so yeah let's go ahead and play that really quick captain rambo what the hell are you doing entering the jump point perimeter I'm gonna get you some readings fury hello hello Where's Captain Rambo? What the? Hi. We're looking for Kamala Khan. Okay, so our powers are entangled. I can manipulate light energy. And you, I can totally show you. No! Hi. Where's our daughter? Wherever you were. No, 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 we're not a team. We're not a team. So that was the trailer for uh, the Marvels. Um, it looks, I mean, we don't really don't know what it's going to be about. Like, like, the trailer doesn't give much away uh, outside of just having random clips. And again, you see them, like, switching uh like so we, well I, I should say we get clarity on on the because you know we, we were kind of confused uh at the end of ms marvel when we we're like oh is is she actually still her and she just turned into like looks like uh captain marvel now or did they actually switch spots so yeah now we've kind of get a clear answer on that that they actually switch spots uh like where where Kamala is uh Captain Marvel ends up uh Linda Danvers that is uh Carol Danvers that is um and then Carol Danvers goes to where Kamala is so vice versa um well then you oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, is also in there too so is oh, Carol yeah. Monica, Rambo Rambo and that's right Kamala. And, and, and Rambo um 
Monica Rambo, correct. Um, I mean, it looks it looks like it could be a fun movie. Uh, like it looks like a lighthearted. Um, like I said, not a lot to take away from the trailer, so I, it's hard to have a real opinion on on if it's going to be good or not. Um, I've seen a lot of people have opinions on it, but obviously people are waiting to hate it. But yeah, they don't even have like opinions said, on the trailer. They have opinions on Brie Larson, which is completely different. yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, there was also opinions on 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 Ms. Marvel too. Like so, it is what it is. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, but like I said, I mean, it, it looks like it could be fun. We'll find out how, how what happens once we find out more about the movie. I'm sure there there'll be more understanding on what the the, the plot line might be, if you will, once uh, they release another trailer, maybe down the line or. Um, you know, and that's the other interesting too. Like we talked about last, I think it was last show when we said uh, Samuel Jackson has two movies left. So I guess this is one of the movies, um, and we'll see if he's in the trailer for uh, Captain America Four: New World Order. Maybe that's the second movie, and then obviously after that, if they get extend him, and I imagine maybe he'll be back for like Secret Wars, but. Um, yeah, so at least that's one of the movies that you know Sam Jackson talked about in December that he's uh he's going to be contracted for. So yeah, what were your thoughts uh, watching the trailer? Yeah, so like I said, it's not a ton. This is just teaser trailer, so they they're not putting too much out there right now. But I am surprised that they dropped it so soon, especially since I mean the movie was originally supposed to come out in July, uh, but mm-hmm. it got pushed to November. So we, we're not going to see this movie for another six months, and we already have a trailer and so i I do wonder when they're going to actually push out the official trailer uh with a little bit more spice because um again we're not getting anything marvel related in the fall um as far as movies go we're getting probably um what's the other show that's coming out after um secret invasion um i was gonna say armor wars but that's a movie now uh but yeah, uh, right. this, this, something else I can't remember off the time. Oh, what, well, what if, what what if, if an Iron Heart? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So those and then X Men, uh, but still, uh, no movies are going to be coming out in the fall for Marvel, and they they needed something because of Blade getting delayed. They needed something to come out in the fall, uh, the late fall. So that's why they pushed uh, the Marvels there. But one thing in this trailer that um, I can gather. Because if you remember Ronan the Accuser, uh, he was in the first Captain Marvel movie, but that was a 90s flashback, you know, set piece movie. So he was younger. And then his first real appearance in the MCU was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, which he died. But in this movie, which taking place in modern day, there is a new accuser, but not Ronan. Someone else that has the hammer uh, that woman that was in the trailer, but there was also someone behind her that actually had the uh, same outfit that Ronan the Accuser has. It just clearly is not him because he's dead, but they still were wearing the exact same outfit. But the woman in front of him or them, I don't know who the you know uh, the person was with the Accuser outfit on, uh, but the actual person holding the hammer was that woman uh, walking in front of them. So uh, I'm curious on who that is and what role they play. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it, uh, for what it's worth. 
Um, I did expect them to have a fight scene between at least Carol and Monica, uh, but it seems like it's Monica and Kamala fighting Carol. So I don't know, you know, obviously we can't figure out why um, just yet, but um, I'm, I mean, I, I was wondering if that was maybe more training. Could have been like a training scene, them training to fight. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they would have beef with each other, but. Well, I don't, yeah, I mean, we don't know why. That's why I was, I was expecting Carol and Monica to fight because they have some things they need to work out. Um, given, you know, that Monica's mother, Maria, died while Carol was gone off in space and not at all coming back for 20, 30 years. Um, you know, she the last time. She didn't know where she was. She kind of didn't know who she was. Who, Carol? Yeah, she didn't know who she was. She was, she kind of just was uh, out there. Completely. She didn't have to uh, leave planet Earth. She's an Earthling. She's part Cree, but like it's, she still had Monica there and Maria, her friend, and didn't come back for 20 ish, 25 years, 30 years. That's kind of messed up. I would be mad. Um, I mean, eh, we'll see. We'll see if that, that's, they actually have real beef. I don't know. It didn't seem like there'd be reason to, but well, we'll find out. Well, uh, before we, uh, well, before we move on to uh, our, our main feature, I do have some quick hits. Uh, I just want to go through very quickly. So uh, I don't have any slides or anything, but just some stuff that's happened in the last couple of weeks. Uh, that's want to just mention in passing kind of, uh, if you had some comments on the stuff, Salim, just go ahead and interrupt me. It's not a big deal. Um, first off, there was a uh, Scott Pilgrim announcement. So the Scott Pilgrim show is going to be, there's going to be an anime, animated sh- show with everyone from the original live action Scott Pilgrim movie reprising their roles as, uh, you know, Michael Sarah's coming back, you know, uh, Chris Evans, Aubrey Plaza, Brie Larson, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, etc. Everyone's coming back and reprising their roles for the animated series um, for Scott Pilgrim. Uh, also in animation, Stranger Things is getting an animated series on uh, Netflix, uh, which I don't know if it's a continuation or a spinoff or anything like that. They just announced it a couple of days ago. Um, then there's Todd McFarland. He is no longer going to be directing the Spawn movie, which I don't know how much we've talked about that here, but there is a Spawn movie that's been in the works for a long time. Jamie Foxx is attached to that movie to play Spawn. Uh, apparently there's going to be more A-list people, uh, in this movie, at least with with Todd McFarland's uh, teasing, but he's not going to be the director anymore. So I don't think they've named any, uh, replacement directors whatsoever. Um, we're going to go ahead and do a quick peek at here. We have Nathan Fillion as, well, I don't know who he is quite yet, but this is from guardians of the galaxy volume three. Uh, Nathan Fillion is going to be in that movie. Um, definitely not going to be Simon Williams because we already have someone playing that role in the MCU. So he's going to be some other character. Um, we also have a quick look at Sylvester Stallone also in guardians of the galaxy volume three, which he was already in the 
the previous Guardians movie, uh, playing one of the original comic book Guardians of the Galaxy. I forget which one, but uh, he's coming back. So I assume there's going to be the rest of that crew because some half of them were like CG in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 towards that end of that movie. We have quickly uh, Stephen Amell is coming back as Green Arrow for the Flash final season. So we're going to be redoing Arrowverse. Uh, I don't know to what extent, but he's going to be back as Green Arrow. And then this past weekend was Star Wars Celebration somewhere. I think it was in London. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, Star Wars Celebration is a ton of Star Wars news out there. I'm not going to get to all of it. Uh, we don't talk a lot about Star Wars here, but I just wanted to mention uh, first, it is the uh, 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi uh, now, right now. And to celebrate, one of the things they're doing is Return of the Jedi will be returning to theaters April 28th. So you can actually go to the theater and watch Return of the Jedi. Um, and it would be really good because Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out May 5th. If you are a May the 5th type of person, you can probably skip Guardians and watch Return of the Jedi. Um, and then, I, I don't know if there was an Ahsoka trailer, but in the very least, they did talk about Ahsoka and show some footage and or show some pictures and posters and stuff. Um, and that's supposed to be hitting Disney Plus in August. Um, and one last thing I forgot to actually mention earlier with the animation we talked about a long time ago during a DC fandom that was uh 2021 in November. Um, one of the things that was brought up was uh, the original creators for the Batman animated series from the nineties uh, are remaking another series for Batman. It's going to be a little bit more grittier, a little more serious, but that was supposed to be on HBO max. But we know since James Gunn and everything uh, has taken over, They've cut a lot of stuff, a lot of content, uh, a lot of animation in particular, and there won't be any. Uh, uh, well, that series is not going to be on HBO Max, but it was picked up by uh, Amazon Prime. So it's still happening and it will be on Amazon Prime at some point whenever they get to it. So I don't know if that's this year or next year, but I'm still looking forward to that. But um, it's not going to be on Max. all right that's it for me uh, cool yeah so um we can get on to our main features uh first one we're going to talk about is mario the super mario brothers movie uh we do have a trailer we'll play that really quick and then we'll get into our thoughts and movie itself There's a human, has a mustache, just like you. Do you think I know every human being with a mustache wearing an identical outfit with a hat with the letter of his first name on it? <laughs> because I don't. 
Bowser is coming. Together, we are going to stop that monster. How? Look at us. We're adorable. Oh, I got this. No problem. Ah. Oh. There's a huge universe out there Whoa. with a lot of galaxies. <laughs> They're all counting on us. Mario! No pressure. That was the trailer for uh, Mario, Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, yeah, I mean, me personally, like, so going into the movie, I didn't know what to expect. I was kind of surprised when I when I sat down to see the runtime. I was like, oh, wow, it's a super short movie. Um, so they kept it like, you know, uh, they didn't waste too much time on random things. Um, it's kind of funny how, because obviously, you know, there was a whole conversation about you know him doing him, him saying he's doing an Italian accent, the Italian accent, and the first part of the movie they show them in that commercial, and he has the <laughs> Italian accent, and it's kind of a joke to make you think that's how he's going to talk for the rest of the movie. Uh, but it turns out it was, it was just for like the commercial that they're doing for their new business that they've started, their plumbing business that started. So that was kind of funny. Um, but my thoughts on the movie, like I thought it was a fun movie, like. I, it just honestly, it felt like a love letter to the Mario franchise. That's essentially what it was. It was throughout the movie, they just did different things from the games and made that into part of the script, essentially. Um, and like I said, it was fun. Like it was, they had like all the different characters. Like, oh, I remember that character. Oh, he's doing this, this power. Um, there was a few, I mean, maybe. If they make a sequel, which I'm imagining they will, like, you know, they had a bunch of different characters, but I was surprised that like, they didn't have like all of, uh, um, like Koopa's sons, uh, all the all the different ones that he has. Like, how many, I can't remember how many he has because I know in like a lot. Is, is it the? <laughs> yeah, he has a lot, but I can't remember. Was it, is it the fourth game where you fight? Like when they first appear and you're fighting them all and each, the third you know, game. each level is the third game, yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, there to me, like I said, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a it was a fun movie. Um and obviously there's like I said, a bunch of different little uh uh Easter eggs that show like in the in the commercial, for example, when they're flying uh with the capes, you know, that's one of the the, the powers, the yellow capes, the super power-ups that he can get. When he can um do the block um the mystery boxes there and then throughout the movie they have like the mystery boxes that he can hit to get the different power-ups where they're either the mushroom the, the the raccoon the cat um 
the 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 fire flowers, uh, all that stuff is there. Um, there's also like they have like the pipes, the green pipes. That's how they essentially get into this alternate universe. Um, yeah, like all those little different things that that are that are there. Um, they also have like a, a scene where you're essentially uh, doing the Mario Kart. Um, really cool. It's fun. Um, so I, I liked it. Like I said, I mean, it might not be like the, it might not be like the best ever video game movie ever, but like, it's interesting to me, like, like I've seen a lot of criticism about this and I was confused by it mainly because like a lot of times people hate when they make movies about a video game and, and it's not anything like the video game. Um, this was essentially the video game. So like, I didn't, and I thought the storyline was good uh, other thing I, I love i love jack black as uh doing the voice of uh, bowser uh that song or these two things in there like was stuck in my head for like <laughs> uh that he sings about peach peach um i was stuck in my head like for the last couple of days after especially when he's like doing the the the, the chorus or whatever it is He's getting all emotional and really getting peaches, into peaches, it. Peaches, like peaches, a, peaches, 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 peaches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and that kind of reminds you of, like the Tenacious D because uh, he has that band that he's that he does uh, when he's singing on that. But yeah, like I said, I, I thought it was a fun movie, and like, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where you see like the difference between the. The, the the general audience reaction and the critics reaction is like, what were you guys expecting here? I don't know. Like I said, I enjoyed it. Uh, what were your thoughts? Yeah, um, yeah. I remember seeing the critics; they were slamming it pretty hard, right? Like I think yeah. going into it, Rotten Tomatoes it was like forty six percent or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I was like, oh no, don't make this movie bad. But I don't care. We'll go see it anyway. Um, for me, uh, I, I went to go see it last week on Wednesday and uh completely you know i don't have kids or anything like that so i don't run on that schedule uh didn't realize it was spring break so there was i saw it at noon at like 12 30 so the the theater Mm -hmm. was like the earliest showing uh possible for that day for last wednesday and it was pretty full like it was tons of kids and with their parents and stuff like that um I only saw it because I did the double feature. I, I, like I saw Dungeons and Dragons last week as well. Um, and I saw that afterwards. So I saw mm-hmm. this super early, but I had to see it in 3D. Did you watch it in 3D or in 2D? No, I didn't. I didn't watch it in 3D. I mean, this movie probably could have been a cool, cool movie to watch in 3D um, if you think about it. But I I accidentally purchased a 3D ticket and I returned it. I just I was like, I don't I, don't, I never do 3D. So. But then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? This pipe wasn't after. Well, after the fact, after I watched it, I was like, you know what? This movie actually could probably could have been cool in 3D. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch in 3D. Well, yeah. So in the very least, I, I'm going to blame the theater more so on this one because uh, the first. You, I don't remember if you, if you remember watching the teaser trailer, which is basically the beginning of the movie with the mm-hmm. Bowser and the penguins and stuff um so during that and then everything before it all the previews trailers and stuff the 3d looked terrible um and once it got to the movie i was like okay it really shouldn't look this bad i I don't think it's 
I thought it might have been the glasses because it looked like they're supposed to be like the glasses that just like kind of have like a little tint to them, but it looked like the red and blue glasses. That's how bad it looked on in, in my vision. So I got up and, and talked to the, the front desk, but someone else was already complaining about it. And then right after I get, they gave him a new pair of glasses. They gave me a new pair of glasses. And after I was walking back, like four or five other people were leaving the theater, also complaining about it. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. Is it really that bad 3D or is it the, the, the theater messing this up? Um, so once that beginning part, because once I walked back in, it was about to end that sequence with the, the penguins. Uh, it was still bad. But then once that part was over, everything else was fine. Um, so I, I don't know if they just fixed it or if that beginning part was bad or whatever it was, but the 3d itself for the rest of the movie, it wasn't anything terribly special. Uh, it was just okay. So I don't think you're really missing out on much by not watching it in 3d, at least not in this case. Uh, it was like the Mario I, Kart scene, like the Mario Kart scene wasn't cool in 3d. It, it, you know, nothing really stood out to me because uh, I don't think they made it with the intent of. It needs to be like, you know, 3D, you know, stuff like that flying at you. Okay. Uh, the only thing that was cool was like like the fire embers flowing, floating across mm -hmm. the screen. Those, those always look cool. Uh, but I don't think you're missing out on a whole bunch. At the same time, the only 3D movie that I've ever enjoyed was the original Avatar movie, which I don't even enjoy the movie. But I thought the 3D in that movie was spectacular. And every other 3D movie I've ever seen was just like whatever um so there's that um so yeah in in general yeah i thought the movie was really fun and uh like i said it was short and sweet it wasn't the greatest narrative in the world but uh it was enough to get the job done and uh still be a fun movie um like you said i really really enjoyed the the mario kart stuff um uh, in particular yeah. because it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a throwaway scene or just like a quick mm -hmm. little moment in the movie just to be an Easter egg. It was like an actual extended part integral. Like this is how they get around. And this is uh, something that the Kongs do. They make, they are the ones responsible for all these tricked out Mario carts and, and buggies and motorcycles mm -hmm. and all of the weapons they have a strong arm it was like a big part of the movie it wasn't a, a small thing so i thought that was really neat um and also going to rainbow road uh if you ever played the mario kart and you fall off rainbow road it's basically a, a endless pit and you have to be saved by uh one of the, the the people that save you but they actually put a bottom to it and had water there and it was monsters and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was really neat. And uh, I really appreciated that. Um, I do wish the, um, like, I like the, they use a cat suit and they used the, uh, I think they used the Tanuki suit, the, the raccoon one. But like you said, the super one with the capes was in the commercial. I actually right, wish, right. I wish that wasn't in the commercial. I wish that was like how they ended the movie. Like he basically became Superman and like yeah. you know, got the power up star, gets the cape and then like kicks Bowser's butt like with the cape. That would have been super cool to me. But yeah. it was fine that they were playing like superheroes in the, the commercial uh, too. That was that was all right. Um, and then like with the voices um, again, Jack Black is outstanding. Um, 
one of my favorite just entertainers in general. Like I'm not into Tenacious D, but I'm not against them either because of Jack Black is there. And uh, every time I remember when they were like making music and every time the videos would come on, I didn't like, oh God, it's rock music or whatever. It was more like, that guy's really cool. <laughs> like he he's having a good yeah. time there, and he always has. Like I always love School of Rock and stuff like that. So him yeah. him him as Bowser in this movie was already a slam dunk. Like once that was announced, and he delivered like one hundred percent, by far the best part of the movie. And not even not even a, a doubt in my mind about that. No uh, no question there. Um, the, as far as everyone else's go. Uh, they, I wouldn't say they phoned in their voices, but for the most part, everyone didn't really have a unique voice. Um, like especially Seth Rogen, like he already admitted that he does not do voices when he has voiceover work. He just uses his own voice. So his Donkey Kong was just Seth Rogen, but it works fine because I kind of can see Seth Rogen being Donkey Kong. Like that's, that's all right with me. Um, well, I think he also picks far... he also picks voice characters that are like that. Like when he plays Roomba. Right. Like those are the voices that fit those characters. Like it just it just works. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. He's not like, like out of his element when being Donkey Kong or Pumbaa or right. anything like that. Like that works exactly right, for right. you. You don't necessarily have to try. But you know, um, like I said, it wasn't phoned in, but like Anya Taylor Joy's voice—that's her voice—and like she didn't like, it's not she didn't give a bad performance. It's just not a different voice. Chris Pratt's voice was Chris Pratt's voice. I, I don't know how hard he was trying, though. I do. I did get mad like during that uh, commercial again because it was right at the beginning of the movie. I was like, "Oh my God, is Chris Pratt actually trying to give an Italian voice right now?" I was like, "This sounds perfect. <laughs> this is great." And then they like troll you. Um, so I don't know if you were aware, but that, uh, like right after that, uh, commercial, there was that other fat Italian guy in the overalls in, in the commercial or right after the commercial, that's the actual voice for actual Mario in the video games. The guy that voices Mario in the video games was that character. Um, I think he popped up right. a couple of times okay. in the movie. His okay. name's, uh, right, right. uh, Charles, uh, Marion, Marionettes or something like that, but he's the actual voice for Mario. So he is in the movie. Um, it would have been like, they could have legitimately done this movie with his voice and it would have been fine. But I think the idea is that, uh, and why they trolled with the commercial at, fr at front was the voice is so stereotypical italian is so strong and so accented that this movie is made for pretty much american audiences um in the very least with chris pratt it they they want it to be a little bit easier to understand a little bit uh not as harsh and and so on and then yeah it wasn't necessarily the star power but just getting someone to just have a regular english voice and just play it off as oh they're giving italian just to stereotype and, and make it seem like yeah we're plumbers and you know this is what we do we're italians and stuff like that um i did think it was funny though that he uh didn't like mushrooms at all yeah. um and then obviously had to eat mushrooms later on i was like oh we're gonna do that joke huh um but yeah it was a, a really fun movie uh doing gangbusters right now it is the highest grossing movie of 2023 so far 
I think it's at 400 million worldwide. Um, it is uh, a lot of people really like this. I haven't seen anyone outside of critics say that they don't yeah. like the movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Like, I don't know what the what the critics are complaining about. Like, you're, this is like the whole thing where like where critics complain about like King Kong versus Godzilla. It's like, what the hell are you like? What are you What are you watching? Like, where are you going in there expecting? Like, <laughs> I would have been like. Like I said, like well, that's the one thing I always interesting to me. Like people complain when video game movies are not anything to do with the video game, and they change things around. This is essentially the video game. Like that's what they did. They took all the different video games and made it into a movie. Um, like I'm, I'm sure they'll do sequels now, and they'll bring in more characters as they, as they make more sequels. Like, uh, you know, I wonder like if Daisy will appear at some point. Um, I wonder, like I said, Bowser's all different sons. Um, but they they had a quick uh, one little uh, Diddy Kong, like, hey, Diddy, stop it. And then he yeah. wasn't in the movie at all. So maybe he'll be in the next movie more. Um, and, and Yoshi had one scene. Yeah, Yoshi, they were well, Yoshis. But bunch of Yoshis. Had, uh, but then yeah, the post credit, the the, the, yeah. The, yeah, that they're showing Yoshi himself. Uh, like the his egg cracking, uh, the green one, obviously, because he's green. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, it, it, they had everything in there that, that was was made you like, and you know, you get also they showed like the baby versions of them. That that's another from the yeah, that was crazy game. too. I forgot about that. And I was yeah. like, they look exactly yeah, yeah. like they do in the game, like exactly, exactly. Yeah, so like, yeah, I'm like I said, you know, f definitely worth watching to me like it's enjoyable i mean do you need to see it in a theater i don't think it's necessary like i don't think you get much more out of it in the theater compared to watching at home but like i said it's a fun movie it's a good movie um i think it's doing like i said you're doing really well in the box office and it's justifiable um so yeah i would i i hope they make a second one it'll be fun like i said i i liked it like you know they had uh good stuff um other thoughts uh, that you wanted to uh, talk I, about. I do uh, think that uh, it would be a good movie worth um, bringing your, I mean, like the kid aspect of it. Like I said, the theater Gosh. was packed full of kids. So for somebody like myself or like you, Salim, we could have watched it at home and, and got the same out of right. it. Uh, but if you do have a family, uh, that's true. That's fair. that, you know, watching kids, this is a, a, the type of movie that they would like. And, um, I didn't realize going into it who was making this movie. Uh, uh, Illumination Studios, which is the same people that made the Minions movies and the uh, Despicable Me and all of those mm -hmm. types. So the animation style is that. Um, but I didn't realize that this is actually the first time I've watched any movies from that studio because I was like, when they mm -hmm. had that whole roster of movies, I was like, nope, I haven't seen a single one of those. But I know I've never of watched any of. You never watched any of like the Despicable Me's? Nope. Interesting. Nope, nope, nope. Not a single one. So yeah, um, like none of those movies really did anything for me, like to catch my interest. And again, I don't have kids, so I don't have to force myself to watch them. Even if uh, if they, you know, if my kids wanted to watch them, I would I would watch them. But I don't have any, and then like I said, nothing really grabbed my attention. So nope, never watched any of those. Um, but one thing I did like, and uh, 
it, uh, it, it's a it's a decent change uh, because Peach's character uh, is very different. I want to say very different, but she is different enough uh, from the video game side of it. Um, still a princess, but I think it, one there is a Princess Peach game that she is her, her like she is the main character in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out a while ago, maybe like. 2015 20 years ago um i never got to play it so i can't fully say that they did this or, uh did this or didn't do this in that game but uh in this movie they gave her a somewhat origin and i thought that was pretty in- interesting because uh, again on all of the classic games and even some of the more modern ones they don't really talk about uh, where she come from or if she's human or if she's from the real world and stuff like that and they kind of imply that she just like accidentally went down a warp pipe as a, as a baby or child and has been stuck in the mushroom kingdom ever since and been raised by all the different uh, toad people and stuff like that. But um, yeah, like I said, I don't really know if that's in the games or not, but giving her that uh, origin uh, was really cool. And then also that she's not some damsel in distress. Um, one like you know that's the premise of the original games that she's always needing to be saved from the castle and stuff like that by mario uh they did joke with that early on the princess is in another castle (laughs) sort of stuff um but for the most part she is was at least more capable than mario at the beginning and running the courses and you know the power-ups and stuff like that she's ready to fight defend their kingdom and stuff like that Uh, and i thought that was really good for her character to be a little bit different and not just be uh, a bubbly princess that needs to be saved all the time. However, um, they did one thing that is kind of maybe different also is uh, in the games. In the most recent game, uh, Mario Odyssey, this came out, uh, I don't even know what year it was, honestly, uh, but this is the most recent Mario game. Uh, one Spoiler alert, it, towards the end of that game, the whole point, again, Peach is kidnapped kidnapped uh and uh so towards the end of the game she she's kidnapped but bowser's trying to marry her so that's the whole point of, of him kidnapping her is that he wants to marry her that is a gigantic engagement ring or wedding ring uh that is bigger than she is and i don't see her frowning in this picture this is directly from the game i took the screenshot when i played this game like four or five years ago uh, actually, no, it's like three, three or four years ago, and I still have it. So, uh, she ain't, she ain't frowning. She's not uh, in misery or in pain or anything like that. And this is when Mario busts through the door and catches them in the middle of the wedding ceremony. So, they were about to get married if it wasn't for Mario coming through to interrupt the wedding. And then after that, they Bowser and Mario fight. They the actual fight. They are like on Earth, well, Earth or whatever planet they're supposed to be on. Uh, but they end up going to the moon and they fight on the moon. And then at the end of the fight, the whole thing is uh, Peach has to choose between Mario and Bowser. And she just ends up choosing neither of them. And then they both fight to try to get off the moon. So I'm just saying in the movie, she was like very much like, no, I would never marry you, Bowser. But in the game, I don't know. Just saying. Mm-hmm. that's interesting um yeah any other final thoughts uh that'll be it for mario yeah 
Okay. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's get into the Last of Us. Uh, we do have the trailer. Uh, we can play that really quick, and then we'll give our thoughts about the show itself. If you don't think there's hope for the world, why bother going on? You haven't seen the world, so you don't know. You keep going for family. I'm not family. No. Your cargo. Why are you so important? Somewhere out west. They're working on a cure. I think what really impressed them was the fact that I didn't turn into a monster. She so much as twitches. <laughs> Don't. Taking you with me. Do what I say when I say it. You got any advice on the best way west? Yeah, go east. You've come this far, then you know it's out there. You're not gonna scare us. Scared him? A greater purpose than any of us could have ever imagined. Be careful who you put your faith in. It might not be her father, but you're someone's. You trust me. that was a trailer for the last of us um yeah i mean so getting into it like for me personally like i i i enjoyed the show like i like i took it as like if it was the walking dead but they cut off all the stupid bs from the walking dead <laughs> and and made it better added more substance to it too like i i really like how they explained how they become like essentially the zombies or whatever like they talk about and in the show, obviously, in the beginning of the show, uh, they're going back in the time in like the 70s or whatever, and they're talking about how there's this, a fungus that can uh, that, that can go into certain living things, and when they go into those living things or anything, the host they kind of take it's like a hallucinogen or whatever, and it messes up the person, the things, imbalance and whatever like that. Um, and they said, but the only way that fungus can survive is that the, the temperature of that host is at like 94 degrees or something like that. Um, but then they talk about how, because uh, they talk about pandemics, essentially, about a pandemic that can happen. And, and he talks about, and one of the scientists says, says that about a fungus that could do that. And that says, well, the concern there is if, if the, uh, if the, if the earth all of a sudden gets really warm, the fungus will find a way to adapt to be able to live in warmer temperatures. And then because of that, we'll be able to host, go into humans who have a 
a resting temperature of 98.6, essentially. Um, and then that's how this happens. And they're like, if that happens, we're all screwed and we're nothing, there's nothing to be done, we're dead. Um, so yeah, that, you know, that's the beginning of the show and they get into that. And like I said, you know, it's, um, I, I enjoyed it. I like, like every episode almost seemed like, like they had their own season essentially. Like I kind of thought of it as like when I was like, and, and I don't know if I'm, I was just doing it cause I was just comparing it to another zombie apocalypse show by like, like just doing it because like every episode like i could like i could see like the walking Dead milking this for like nine episodes of this one episode that was really good milking it to nine episodes uh each different episode has like a different like character or main villain for that episode and they're going through like that one where the preacher or whatever and you find out he's actually a really scumbag and that whole you know and he's like a really bad guy um but then you also have obviously with um Nick Offerman's character, like how he meets uh, his significant other in, in the show, and then they show them having a life, entire life together, essentially. Um, yeah, Frank and Bill. Beginning, Frank and Bill, that's right. Um, and then obviously they're also showing, uh, they show why, like, um, Joel, the what makes him the way he is, because obviously, like the first scene, like when his uh, daughter, uh, essentially she dies, like that shocked me. Like I hadn't played the game, so I had no idea like anything about it. Like I was like shocked. Oh, wow, they actually killed the daughter off. Like I was really shocked about this. Um, that, that was pretty emotional. That was a, that was a tough scene to watch. And mm-hmm. that kind of makes up who he is for the whole entire show. Like him remembering him losing his daughter and, from then on, like his whole makeup is based around that, the, the loss of his daughter and the, and the fact that he couldn't stop that from happening. Um, and then that's how him, his and um, Ali's relationship is formed around that. If he's guarded at first, but then he kind of becomes to a point where he, he sees her Ellie as his daughter, essentially. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I I thought it was really well done. Like I have no basis to compare to the actual video game. So I don't know how much they paid homage to the game. Um, I don't know if a lot, of, and I, I haven't read anything online. If, if the people that played the video games really loved it or not. Um, I mean, there's a couple of friends that I have that played it and they said they liked it, but I, I don't know what the general uh, consensus is amongst the gamer community. Uh, but yeah, th- that, those are my general thoughts. Um, and obviously they left the cliffhanger and, I'm guessing there's going to be a season two. Um, I don't know if they've announced that yet or not. I haven't looked into that. But yeah, like I said, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was really well done. Like I said, I felt like if I wanted to dumb it down, the explanation of it, it was like essentially that they took all the bullshit out of The Walking Dead and kept like the good meat and potatoes of it. Yeah. So like uh, like you said, the first uh, the first thing with Joel and his daughter. That's not only was that very jarring and. and um, uh, emotional in the show, uh, but it is literally that in the game. Uh, it is just as jarring, just as uh, emotional in the game. Uh, the scene is, there's so many things that are very shot for shot uh, in this show compared to the games. Uh, and that is just one of many uh, that 
they were holding her, the, her, his daughter the exact same way. She got shot the exact same way. Uh, all of those events happened uh, pretty much the exact same. Uh, they actually gave a little bit more, like with Sarah, his daughter, uh, they gave her a little bit more time on screen. They, they that full hour, like when you play the game, you can do that in maybe like 20 minutes. That's like the first 20 minutes, but that's like a full hour episode and they gave her more time. Um, and, and that's, that's just been the theme with the show. There's some things that they just took from the games and decided to focus on so much and give more time to, uh, Frank and, and, uh, Bill are one of those things, which I, I will come back to them, uh, shortly, but, um, I am someone like I said, uh, like I've said, I've played these games. There's two games. I've played both of them. Um, I love them. The first game is one of the, it's considered one of the greatest games ever, um, uh, without any, um, uh, exaggeration. It really is. Uh, so taking that story, uh, and adapting it here on, on HBO max, uh, it worked out so well. And again, having, uh, Neil Druckmann, who's creator of The Last of Us, uh, worked directly on this show is one of the reasons why it turned out so well, because you have all of these environments that look like they were plucked directly from the game, all of the weathering and all of the, uh, like all of the foliage and stuff like that, the way the buildings look uh, inside and outside. And all of these different scenes is look like almost shot for shot straight out of the game, just like a realistic version. It is real. This is this is the real life version of of, of this game. And uh, to make the Walking Dead comparison, I'm glad you said that because I was going to go there myself, but uh, in a slightly different way. So, yeah, uh, I was trying to sell this to my mom. Say, hey, you should watch this because she and I used to watch The Walking Dead together we don't watch tv shows together very often but we used to watch the walking dead together because it was awesome um up until maybe you know a couple seasons in and just got a little boring but um we used to watch it together she loved it and one of the things she loved was all of the different zombies and uh the different body horror i suppose it's a good way to put it uh, but uh the the walking dead itself both the comic and the show is a show about how a group of individuals that are very different that you know had their own lives before the pandemic happened but uh how they are surviving together in this post-apocalyptic zombie world and how the world the zombies interact with them and how they react to them as well as people on the outside reacting to them so it's not a show specifically about these group right. of people killing zombies about this group of people surviving and interacting in a zombie world. That's how I would describe the walking dead. That being said, when you watch the walking dead, you don't see zombies all the time. Um, though typically there would be like one kind of glory kill every episode just to keep some people interested and show some blood and gore. But for the most part, the like the rest of the 50 minutes of the walking dead, uh, would be all of the different characters interacting and their relationships. Yeah, I was gonna say not even like a lot of it turned into not even a compelling way interacting. It was a lot of dull dullness for long portions of the episode. Like that's what I mean. Like yeah, not yeah. to say like there's constant actions in, 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 in The Last of Us. I felt like there's more compelling. Like even when the characters interacting, uh like the episode where the 
for Ellie and her friend where they're interacting. There's not a lot of action happening, but it's, it's, it's very compelling, like why they're showing that relationship and what makes uh, what, like how Ellie's past and whatever have you, but it's compelling. You know, it's, I guess that's what I meant, like when I say they cut out like the the dullness, the BS of the Walking mm-hmm. Dead and make it look more, more like I said, interesting in that sense and more like it's like, I want to keep watching this show, not like, Man, what's going on, man? This is dragging. <laughs> like, if I got, if I'm making a little bit more sense there. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with you. I'm just saying, they put in a, in The Walking Dead. They put in at least one kind of gory, violent, kill right. thing per episode just to keep people's interest. Because the rest of the episodes, there was either character development and significant things happening, or pretty much like you said, they're just kind of dragging it along. And not really doing anything and at least that one really cool kill kept people watching and up until the end when something actually happened uh, in this show although i do personally wish they had more infected and more clickers in in this uh show like this was a really cool scene and this there was a lot of go- stuff going on there really wasn't a whole lot of them in the show but to defend the show, there wasn't a whole lot in the game either because the the whole point of the game is Joel has gone through this traumatic event and he's living in this post-apocalyptic world full of all of these infected creatures and people trying to survive. And he's tasked with taking Ellie across the country to go to the Fireflies to find a cure. And the show and the game is about the journey of these two people who don't know each other and one's a grown adult and one's a little kid that's uh, immune and they have to cross the country and it's about those two and their relationship it's not about killing a bunch of infected or zombies or whatever it's not about it's not an action it's a game that has action in it but it's not an action game that if that makes sense so i do wish there were more infected and there was more action but the actual story of the game and the story of the show was incredibly well done. It's a great story. And these characters are very well portrayed and very well acted, very well scripted, very well shot and so on. Um, so even though I do, cause I, I want to see more of them because they looked so great. Um, they didn't feel like one, although they didn't feel like a huge threat because they weren't so prevalent in the show. And that's my only real gripe um, there because in the games you do have those enemies infected, but there's also like normal people, uh, which they are also in this show. But for what it's worth, you have like the cultist leader and you have um, the people that were trying to uh, find uh, Henry and Sam and stuff like that. Um, But they didn't feel as threatening to Joel and Ellie as they did in the game. So they were just kind of like, for that episode, they were good, but they didn't feel like a threat to Joel and Ellie. Neither did the infected. Uh, it just then that could just be a personal take of, of mine. But they were there, and they were still told really good stories. Um, I really appreciated also uh, you all mentioned also with uh, with Riley in that story. This. Mm-hmm. The story between Riley and Ellie took place before the game, like story-wise, and before the show. Like this is like the prequel, but the actual part of that game 
came out after the game was finished and it was a DLC for the game. So uh, what's, what's interesting, when you play that DLC section, there aren't any infected until till the end. It is literally just playing a game that has story. And it's such a great story, but it's actually fun DLC to play because um, they did it in, in, in the show where they have like the different masks on. They're playing in the Halloween store. Uh, there's parts of the game that they didn't put in there. There's a uh, where they're throwing bricks at cars and stuff. Uh, they didn't put that in the show. Uh, but they're just like... Fun, having fun in the mall, you know, the, the photo booth and stuff like that. And you're just really getting to know their relationship and seeing how close they and, and good friends they are, just like in the show. And then at the end, it's all taken away uh, with the infected coming in and, and attacking and Riley um, dying and, and Ellie finding out that she was immune. Um that's just like the game and it's lots of stories like that. So it was really well done and I really appreciated all of that. Um, I don't know. Again, I, I, I figure you probably don't know, but there were some really cool Easter eggs. Um, one of which during yeah. that, the cultists, one of the, like that, that episode with the cultists. So it basically yeah. featuring Ellie, uh, one of the guys that was just kind of, uh, assisting him, uh, was played by Troy Baker and Troy Baker is the performance and voice actor for Joel in the game. Um, oh, that's a So he was able to actually be a part of the show in a small way, but still, you know, he was the one, he got stabbed in the neck and, and died later, uh, later on in the episode, but he was able to contribute to this as well as Ashley Johnson who, who is played, a bunch actually, of stuff. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, she plays Ellie in the video games. She is the voice and performance oh, actress for Ellie in the video games, but she it played Ellie's mother in the show. Right. Um, which is also new. Ellie's mother and and her whole parents are not at all mentioned in the games ever. Um okay. so this is actually new things. Um, that they put into the show, which I thought was really great, especially for this, because one, it gave us more background on Ellie. Like we actually see her mother and the circumstances behind um, Ellie's birth, but also why she's immune. Because in the games, that's also never explained that she's just immune. She just is in the game. But yeah. The whole her mother giving birth to Ellie while being attacked by an infected and having the uh, umbilical cord, having to like cut it uh, while like right before too much of the infection got spread. But some of it still did uh, through the umbilical cord. So that's why Ellie has some I, I think it was I, I didn't get like the full explainer, but some of the cordyceps went through and got to ellie but not enough for her to be fully infected but enough that her body was able to basically adapt to it and and now whenever an infection to, tries to take place in her body her it's there's already cordyceps there so it's just like hey you know we we're you know we're good we don't need any more you stay there and they're just like okay you know we're cool we're not gonna spread and so she's able to stay immune because of her body adapting to the little bit that she had when she was born 
Um, so I thought that was really a, a good way to try to explain that. Cause again, it was not at all in the games um, whatsoever. Uh, you, how, how familiar are you with Ashley Johnson? Did you, do you know? She, well, she, she played Chrissy in growing pains. She was, uh, she's been in a bunch of other stuff like uh, shows. I know she was in um, the Avengers. She plays the waitress. Right. Right, and Avengers, uh, that Captain America saves, or see mm-hmm. Rogers saves, um, but yeah, she's been like a bunch of different things. Yeah, that's what I wanted to bring up that her being an Avengers movie, um, and her first movie, which I haven't watched in a long time, I need to get around to it. I used to watch this movie all the time. I, I said a couple times before, I was a huge Jean Claude Van Damme fan. Uh, I used to watch Lionheart literally all the time, like on uh, VHS. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and her, that curly-haired little girl, is Ashley is is Ashley Johnson here. Um, And when I found that out, like a couple years ago, I was like, "Holy crap, dude!" I used to watch that movie all the time. Um, But uh, yeah, so she she was um, she did a good job for the limited spot that she was here as well. Uh, another big change that they did was uh, Frank and Bill. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, Bill is in the game, and you do meet him relatively similarly. Actually, no, they 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 changed that too, uh, for the most part, because they just went straight into Frank and Bill, and they gave him an entire episode. Uh, when in the games when we meet bill frank is already dead and we don't even know anything about that relationship toward until like the last couple of conversations you have with bill uh because you go mm-hmm. on a little hunt and then you stumble upon frank's dead body and joel doesn't know who this person is he's just um dead i just won't get too descriptive there but he's just dead and then bill can identify him say that's frank i know him we were very close and that's about all that you get in the game uh we never even see frank's face in the game at all but here not only you see his face we get a whole backstory uh between the two they get a whole entire episode and explain uh, they they die under different circumstances here than to the games, but them getting such a huge expansion and uh, telling such a, a really incredible story um, for just one hour is, is pretty crazy. But I think that was fairly well received, even though that's definitely even Neil Druckmann said that's the biggest change from the game is that episode because Frank again you don't never even see Frank's face and you go from it being mentioned in a two minute conversation to having a whole 60 minute episode dedicated to just them is pretty, uh, pretty big change. But uh, Neil said, if they're going to make a change from the game, it needs to be better. It can't just be as good or worse. It needs to be better. And that was definitely uh, one of those things that I think was better. Oh yeah. I mean, that was interesting. Like they show, it was really cool to see like, even in a dystopian, world like two people are able to have a full life together because essentially yeah. they do even mm-hmm. they have a full life together so that was kind of cool that um their the little area that they've uh created um or he created bill um 
was able to over like essentially last outlast everything. And uh he was like one of those crazy uh uh what do you call it? Uh, uh doomsday preppers probably. Yeah. <laughs> so he he had everything, you know, sent. So he was able to survive the entire uh zombie apocalypse essentially. Um so yeah, that that was a really fun, good episode, fun, well done. Like I said, like I just thought like it's a lot more compelling stuff, right? Like even that episode and, and really is not a lot of action going on. I mean, there's, there's later in this in the episode where you see well, not later, midway, maybe they see when those people are trying to come in to their um um to their grounds or whatever. So that's action uh there. Um and then um but like I said, it's like it's just more com- it's just compelling, like uh, like even the interactions are like not not dull. It's not like okay, where what's going on here? This is I'm like falling asleep. <laughs> like, let's let's go, let's go, let's do something. Uh, so yeah, like I said, I just enjoyed like every episode had something really good that not only in- interests you for like five minutes and interests you throughout the episode. So yeah, it's like I said, and I really enjoyed the show. Um, any any final thoughts on this as we wrap up? Yeah, they are working on season two because there is a second game um, that came mm-hmm. out a couple of years ago. Uh, the voice and performance um, actress for a character called Abby was actually in mm-hmm. the season finale, the last episode of The Last of Us. She was one of the nurses, uh, you know, when Ellie was yeah. on the bed and they had two nurses. So she had the mask on and the stuff like that. But she was that was her Easter egg. She was able to um uh, um actually be in the show for just that moment. But I do wonder if they they could bring her back and actually play a role in season two just without all that stuff. Since she was so covered, you can't really see her face, so she can play like another role. Uh but uh like I said, they are making a season two. Um Abby is one of the characters that is uh, very very important in the second game. I won't spoil anything for you uh, since you haven't played that, but she is a very important character, one of the main characters of the second game, um, and she is really big and buff. So I expect um, <laughs> someone to be pretty muscular uh, and buff uh, to play Abby, but I, I've seen people talk about... Um, darn i can't think of her name right now but uh the new black widow the one that's yelena belova um a lot of people want her to play abby and um that wouldn't be too bad Florence, uh, Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. yeah there you go a lot of people want her to do that just like fan casting and stuff like that uh, there hasn't been any announcements on that but they are working on um another season in the very least i don't think they'll i don't think this is the type of show that they try to extend past the game and do more than that uh we don't even know if there's going to be a third game because they can end it where they did but they can also go further if they really want to and make another third game um so we'll see but um, i'm excited uh i don't know when the third season or second season is going to drop but uh, that's the other thing because there's a big time gap between the first and second game where Ellie is a couple years older, so she's like taller and leaner, 
Um, so Bella Ramsey, who did a great job in the show. Um, I don't remember how old she is, but I don't know if they're going to wait for her to, to age up some and see if she gets a little taller or cause even Ellie also, you know, she's leaner and she has a little bit more like not big, strong muscle, but she just has more lean muscle and she's been around in that world. She's not a little teenager anymore. So I wonder well, Bella Ramsey is only, yeah, Bella Ramsey is only 19. So she's not okay. much older than what she's supposed to be in the show. Right, right. Like, uh, uh, like Ellie in part two is about that age, but you know, obviously Bella uh, had to play a fourteen-year-old, so um, uh-huh. maybe waiting a few years, maybe telling her to, you know, lift a little weights and get a little more toned and see if you can make yourself look older. That's true. Um, That's true. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. But yeah, again, she did a great uh-huh. job. I love Pedro Pascal as well. Um, yeah, Pedro yeah. Pascal is awesome. Yeah. So, like I said, I recommend watching this as well. But yeah, it uh, it's a wrap for today's episode. Uh, if you missed any previous episodes of ours, you can find us under the Barroom Network on YouTube and all minor, major and minor podcast platforms. Please, obviously, continue to check out all the other great shows the Barroom has to offer, uh, covering all the Chicago sports teams and various other topics. But yeah, that's it for us tonight. For Carl and myself, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.